ball in. Knocks it across by Walker. It's ball inside. It's in. Dundee have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzati. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. We done well last week, by all accounts I think. The, the reviews came in, the best ones could have been no too bad, to be, to be honest, that was one. Um, the excellent, good good podcast, that was another. Probably the best podcast on Spotify, Love Mum and Dad, that was another one. And my favourite was... I never listened to it. It was sent to me. That was my personal favourite. Whatever you know, you know. <laughs> Last week we had Jake from the Dense Park Choir, but this week we've got a man that's on Twitter all the time speaking about the D, New Order, Joy Division, Sam Miguel, not just the drink, but the football team. He actually loves Sam Miguel that much that he's actually supporting a team called Sam Miguel in Argentina, and he's got a cat called Diego. Everybody, Paul, Paul Gray. Hey, hey. Doing, <laughs> I'm good, very good. How are you? You all right? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. All better after a win. Yeah, me as well. Um, basically, in the words of every football Scottish football presenter, uh, pundit, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Absolutely delighted. But in all honesty, I'm actually genuinely happy to be here. This is something I never thought I'd ever do. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully we get a few more listeners than uh, last week. I thought last week's podcast was superb with Jake uh, and yourself. Um, but for me, you know, obviously it's a Dundee, predominantly Dundee podcast. But it was I was amazed to see that it wasn't just Dundee fans that were were listening last week. You know, even if they were only listening to wee snippets here and there. But you know, it was superb, superb to see that it's not just the D's that listen to it. It's fans of football. <laughs> That's come one, come all. <laughs> People like one minute over an hour's worth of podcast, um, and they want to take something from that. But I can't. It was just, it was just a wee quip that uh, Jake fairly got ripped for. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. <laughs> he took it. He took it on the chin. We just laughed about that. It. it is what it is. That's just all <laughs> laugh, isn't it? If we took it serious, we wouldn't be here this week, to be honest. I'd be buried my head in the sand if I was Jake, but nah, fair play. Fair play. Yeah, it's easy to say that when it wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might be this time, you never know. Yeah, true, actually. So, Paul, we started the week off. Uh, we had a friendly against Blackburn at Dens. Uh, you went to the game, I believe, or you were going to go, go to the game. I decided I was playing five-a-sides with Gary Cocker which I'm still paying for right now. My legs are in tatters. So I've only caught up on snippets and highlights. So what did you think of the game? Uh, well, for me, I, I thought it was a good run out for the for obviously the team. You know, Blackburn set up pretty well. You know, John Dal Tomlinson's definitely got them playing where, you know, it's pass, you know, one touch, uh, pass move, pass move. So Dundee were a bit run ragged, I think, but they held up, you know, held positions well. You know, kept it tight, and you know, obviously, Jukibia scored that goal, which was incredible. Um, but now nah, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I was expecting there only be about five hundred there, but I mean, what was it, four, fourteen, fourteen hundred in the in the stand, something like that? I think one hundred and fifty Blackburn fans. Thought it was a pretty good turnout. Um, I'm pretty worried, obviously, walking up the Provy Road uh, when there was only about a couple of stragglers heading heading up to the Bobby Cox. But when we got in. Um, you know, I couldn't believe it, and the atmosphere was brilliant. Um, I mean, obviously, the boys at the southeast were banging their drums, but um, but no, it was great. A bit of atmosphere, um, it was a good match. Um, trialists, well, obviously, the trialists have left the club. You know, I don't think they were kind of what we needed. I mean, one of them scored an OG for God's sake, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Really did. Um, like you said, the Jukibiak goal was incredible. Um, seeing Fisher, uh, Fisher, that's the first time I've actually seen him play. I thought he was. He's how old is he? What 18, 19? He's he's got a season pro, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's about 19, maybe 20 at the push. Uh, I would have to double check all that, but yeah, he's still still fairly young. But these are the type of games where you 
you're going in not expecting to steamroll the opposition because it's Blackburn. They're, they're going to be 10 things better than you, uh, really, aren't they? But yeah. so how you deal with them having most of the possession, the way you react, and, and, the, and if you lose a goal, how you react to that, which reacted fantastic with, and we got a goal more, basically, uh, straight away. Um so they're more I think they kind of friendlies and are more character building uh, along with getting obviously your fitness fitness put up but yeah. it, was, it was great to see and like, like you say as well I, I did kind of have the, the a bad feeling that we were going to see a, a low turnout like just under a thousand and five hundred fans a couple of seasons ago would be classed as a low turnout but the way things have went at Dens recently and there's still a long way to go before winning back a lot of fans or a lot of fans will make the, the friendlies like that um, but yeah it's it's still good to see that amount of fans getting there like you say good atmosphere there's there's boys like you've got the, the selfie section as well they're still they're there at the, the back corner uh, the Bobby Cox and doing what they can to create an atmosphere and yep. When we have them back in the self enclosure at their well, would you say their, their natural home? Uh, you hopefully will see more more fans kind of coming back to the, sta- yeah, the stadium as well. As well, that will help. I mean, results are obviously going to determine that. Um, I would say, but I mean, for me, I feel like there is a bit of a like a bit of a feel good kind of factor coming back. We bit more positivity in the fans. I think. Well, obviously we. We're getting relegated. I think anything's going to be a bit more positive than that. But I, I must admit, I like the way you know Boyers came in. Um, every interview he's done, every you know, I don't know, press conference or even any article in the press, he's coming across as positive. Want to keep pushing the team forward. Want to you know get the young lads into the team, kind of you know embed them into the the squad as well. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, I mean, what have I watched so far? I've watched the Montrose game then the Blackburn game and then obviously watch the Stranraer game there and I think things are going in the right direction definitely I mean again obviously seeing Fisher I thought he was superb um, but that was the first time I think French had played as well <clears throat> excuse me um, and I must admit I enjoyed watching him in the first half because he was just talking to players you know all the way through the game you know kind of dictating you know right you go there you go there coming deep to get the ball he looks very confident assured on the ball which I like for a centre half I mean, could you imagine Rossi or Grassi coming in to get the ball from the keeper? Your heart be in your mouth, but with him, he looked calm and assured. So, I'd, I'd, I thought he looked excellent as well. Really good. I, can I just applaud you for bringing up the name Grassi? That's one player I totally forgot about. <laughs> Probably just as well. Probably just as well. Sorry to bring that memory back. <laughs> there was a lot of bad ones that season anyway, so he's just yeah. one of the many. Um, but uh, but one about the uh, I agree with there with the kind of feel good factor coming back to dense. That is you're seeing that that especially over social media. Social media is a good gauge to see what fans really think. Uh, about five, six, seven years ago, you'd probably think social media was the minority when it came to what managers gone. But it speaks the the fan base speaks on that and. The fan base certainly speaked on the, or spoke on the, when we posted a picture before the Blackburn game with squad numbers that seemed yeah. to be halfway down. It wasn't just Dundee fans, there was a lot of opposition fans up and down the country commenting on it. And it did look like somebody had made a mistake. Slightly by a few inches. I mean, see if nobody had brought it up, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been. I'd have been none the wiser, honestly. It didn't. It didn't put me up or down at all. But it was amazing to see the pure uproar and see <laughs> from people. You know, we won't mention them, but yeah, there was particular few that were absolutely raging. raging. <laughs> it was incredible. It was, and then I think um, the the. One of the chats that we have in the Tad Ramos Twitter chat, where they kind of wanted a, sh- a shout out. So there you go. Somebody mocked a picture of the MKM sponsor and the name, and it fits in perfectly. So we've been doing this for seasons and uh, nobody's really moaned. But as soon as you take the sponsorship off, and, yep. I, I mean, you did look at it, you think to yourself, well, better not tuck in your shirt. You'll never get, the ref will never see your number. But um, it's a good thing for players like Mulligan anyway. They tend to get booked every game. So it might be, a good, it might be an idea. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Well, like, like I said, I've, I've, it's something that I've never never noticed before. But then when people just started, you know, ranting about it, I was kind of like, wait a minute, that's about <laughs> a foot lower. I guess it doesn't help when uh, you know Lyle Cameron's as well, who <laughs> probably would tuck into the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll... Four foot eight or something. I don't know. <laughs> good player, good player. Uh, well, we'll hit straight onto the Strandar game. I, I told, well, spoke to you. Well, I said we'll watch the match before the the pod, and you've been yeah. busy getting prepped. Yeah, Paul has been messaging me most of the week. He's been <laughs> getting prepped for this, getting prepped for that. And I'm like, ah, perfect. Well, we'll do this. What did I do? Nothing. I watched the first half and some That's of the second amazing. and. Wing, I'm going, so I'm going to wing the rest of it. Um, but why well, didn't that surprise me? Tut, tut. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the highlights or that? Yeah, watch the highlights. Yeah, I watched the first half and watched some of the second half, and yeah. then uh, uh, daddy duties with the bam happened, so that I got called <laughs> away, and then and I just never got a chance to come back and watch them today. So uh, I, I caught the highlights at least. So I, I, I've seen the goals and yeah. I've seen like some of the, the clearances off the line and everything. So I mean, it was a game that we went in and I said to Jake last week, he mentioned like 5-0 and I thought we can't be disrespectful to any team thinking we can go in and just steamroll them. But yeah, that is effectively what we did, even though it was a slow mm-hmm. first half. Well, playing against they had mm-hmm. 10 men behind the ball, 11 men, mm-hmm. the whole team were behind. It was yeah. it was always going to be hard to break them down, especially with Jakubiak, only kind of one recognised striker. Yeah. But we got the goal and it made it easier going into the second half because we also had the, the lead. And if we did, we weren't fairly comfortable. There's Again, I said I wasn't going to be disrespectful and say we win 5-0, but when it came down to it, we won it fairly comfortable against a poor strand our side. And I mean, it could have probably been, because like, when I watched it again this morning, even after the... Uh, see that prep, you know, he was watching it again this morning, even though he watched it yesterday, uh, Daniel, come on. But um, yeah, watching it uh, again uh, this morning, even when Dundee got the third goal, you know, you, obviously the game's done and dusted, but they still wanted to keep going, keep going and get and you know, get a fourth, get a fourth. But I mean, yeah, no disrespect to Stranraer. I mean, it looked like they'd set out to basically not concede five, you know. Uh, obviously, they didn't concede five, it was three, but... Um, I think they had their only shot in probably about the 90th minute. So, I mean, Dundee controlled it, but that's kind of to be expected. But, I mean, even with, you know, you know the last two games in that uh, group, I mean, that's two three nils, two clean sheets. And I think, uh, I think Gary Boyer said it was uh, six different goal scorers, which I think, is, I think is brilliant. You know, we're going to score goals from all over the park. Um but then, for me, that still kind of tells me we're, we're definitely still needing that striker. You know, we're needing that you know proper goal scorer. But, um, but even still, I mean, standouts for me that game. I mean, obviously, obviously for me, Finn Robertson was excellent. So was Paul McGowan. Um, kind of really fault Finn. I thought he was, obviously he was pretty quiet in the first half. But then Jake's going to hate me for this when Burn went off. Um, <laughs> it kind of kind of freed up uh, Finn to do what he does best, and he was coming deep, picking balls up, taking them on a wee run, finding a defence splitting pass. I thought he was excellent, really did. And like I said, same with Paul McGowan. Um, he was always looking for a forward pass, just you know the the, the old head, you know what I mean, uh, just kind of trying to control the game. Um, but now again, I enjoyed the match and the result. That's all that matters. Simple as that. Simple as that. Yeah, hundred percent. It could have been a one 0 win. We a, a strand up player scoring OG in the eight times minute, and I was still mm. I'll say that you still probably get mourners with that one, but well, yeah, you, you, you go the win. It's elite. You know, you definitely get the mourners, but I'd, I've said that for years. I mean, if if Dundee score a scrappy one 0 you know, winner in the ninetieth minute, it's off somebody's backside and it goes in. So what? If they played crap, they've won the game. It's three points. That's all that matters for me. Um, and I think that'll probably be the difference in this league because I think a lot of teams are going to, you know, raise their game. They're obviously going to raise their game against Dundee because you know we're apparently the favourites. But 
mean, you've got teams like, you know, Hamilton, you know, where Rankin and, you know, Queen's Park, the new team, Owen Coyle, Nat, you know, Dougie Emery, was he at Morton? I think these teams are going to raise their game against Dundee. Um, but so it's up to us to control it and sneak that, you know, to sneak that win or win comfortably. That's all that matters. Three points at the end of the day. That, again, like I say, that's all that matters. That was some set of managers that you mentioned there. In the oh, championship, yeah. Rankin, yeah. Coyle, and Imre. None of them would yeah. adhere themselves to Dundee support, haven't they? So. <laughs> yeah, a couple as well, actually. You know, you've got Patrick Thistle, Ian McCall, you know, Inverness, Billy Dodds, you know. So I think the, these uh, these managers, will, they'll get their players, they'll, you know, get them, you know, fired up to, to play Dundee and beat Dundee. Uh, like it says, it's just up to us to control those games and make sure they don't and mm-hmm. make sure you come out the victors. That's that. That's all we've got to do. I mean, it sounds easy, but uh, I think Boyer's the man to keep, you know, the guys right um, and make sure that we get these results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think stuff like that won't play into Boyer either. Um, <clears throat> uh, he'll stick to his game plan, his philosophy about football. I don't think he'll uh, look at the other manager and think, oh, he's got past history here or that. You'll just look at no. the players on the park and and that's it. There's like no, what would it be, emotional connection between yeah. between that. If you know, um, so yeah, I think I think you're right when you say all that. But yeah, we'll, we'll, have, we'll speak about the goals. So, Cami Kerr came close just beforehand, uh, cracking. What a shot! Uh, absolutely rifled it. I thought that that was just. I thought that was bursting the net. But fair play to the boy on the uh, on the line to clear it. Absolutely superb. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my um, stream failed to to load, so I missed it. But I was also following the updates on Twitter, and it was yeah. like care shot edge of the box off the line. I thought, what's he doing up there? And then next thing you get, it's like goal, Cami Care. I was like, oh, calm down, Cami, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a good header. He was way out though from where you would expect uh, a goal to come from a header. The, keep, yeah. the keeper, keeper made a, a meal of it. He let it go under mm-hmm. him, but it was it was a it was a very good header from Carmichael. I mean, what was he? He was on about was he on about the penalty spot when he headed that? You know, he was something like that. You know, um, but it's on target. So mm-hmm. again, these things can happen. It can sneak under the keeper, go through his legs, he'll fumble it, whatever. It's, it's a header on target. It's went in the net, and it's one 0 Dundee. That's mm-hmm. again. And it's right before half time, perfect time to score. But um, yeah, an incredible header. Don't take anything away from Kami. It's incredible. Especially knowing his testimonial season. Oh, no. <laughs> gets, gets all the plaudits for anything he does now. So. Giving <laughs> the player of the year now, basically. <laughs> yeah. Did he, did he not score against Montrose? That's it. Give him the trophy. That's it. <laughs> I thought goal score won everything. <laughs> and then you got uh, Paul McGowan getting on the score sheet, and it was. A very good goal, to be honest. Good, good, good play, and good knock back over to McGowan. He took it on the outside his right foot and yeah. put it in. And the only thing that disappointed me that his celebration was a bit subdued. He never ran about rubbing his head, but then you might know what I do that in case the hair doesn't grow in. So, yeah, well, it's, uh, I think the jury's out with that uh, transplant already. But um, hopefully, it goes in. Fingers crossed. But no, nah, no, nah, it was a good move. Um, very good move then I think to the back post Sweeney up with a header and then McGowan was on his own and he just rifled it again he just just hit it as hard as he could made sure and that was it but um thing that kind of concerned me after that though I mean I think Sweeney battered his nose mm-hmm. his blood nose so I think he got subbed pretty much straight after that so hopefully he's tipped up um, for Tuesday but again you know 2-0 I think that was it game over mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it was. But the Strandard won't come back after that. Mm. And then you had Luke McGowan uh, scoring an absolutely topper to, to absolutely kill the game. And I, I I, think when I spoke to you about when you asked you to come on here, I don't think you'd ever listened to the other podcasts. And mm. last season, I likened them to Greg Stewart. But I, knew I, were, I knew you were a way to say that. Because I, I was actually going to say that that goal was just out of uh, Stewart's <laughs> locker, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, like honestly, like I, I said it loads last season, and mm. unfortunately, it never really panned out that way. But I'm yeah. hoping that now he's he's stepped back down to the championship. I say stepped back down to the championship. He's forced back down. We done the yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, Hopefully, he can use this as a platform to to up his game and. 
because I think he'll be a big player for us this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I was thinking, and like it says, as soon as I seen that goal, I, all that went through my head was Greg Stewart. That's mm-hmm. a great goal, simple as that again. Um, but obviously, that's he's left-footed playing on the right wing, and then you've got McGinn right-footed playing on the left wing. So is this what Boyer's looking at? Boy, the winger's cutting inside for wee shots here and there. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it. I definitely would. But it was a great strike. Absolutely. Pinpoint. Superb. Do you think that goal could maybe get him back in the starting lineup? Um, I don't know. I mean, I liked him. The you know the um when he started with Dundee, but then he just kind of I thought he was too small. I think he just got shoved off the ball too easy. So I think I mean he looked like he bulked up a wee bit, but I, I think if he keeps you know say he's coming off the bench and he's making a man you know uh, making a nuisance of himself, scoring a goal, getting an assist, then by all means get him in the starting lineup. But I think for the time. I think he's, you know, it's a boy that you know could be a danger guy off the bench, but mm-hmm. maybe down the line. But again, I mean, his interview after the game, he's set himself targets for more goals, more assists. So you know, if he's hitting those targets, then he should be in the team. Mm-hmm. But that's that's obviously the manager's decision to make. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, then I, I don't see any problem why he shouldn't be in the team. I can see him and Paul McMillan. Swapping places quite a lot this season. I think it'll be them two. I don't. I can't see them dropping McGinn. I think McGinn's going to be a huge player for us. Like he's said on the first podcast, he has got an older head on him, but he's still got the ability. So he, I don't think he'll just get dropped because another player has came on and done well. I think it'll be between McMullen and uh, McGowan because I think McMullen can play. He can go through. A good few games that he's he's ripping boys apart, getting the balls in the box, and then he can hit that kind of little patch where he, he he's trying to take two one too many touches. I think that's one of his biggest problems is one too many touches, and you think get the ball away again, and he doesn't. He keeps it, and then loses it, gets tackled or something, and then yeah. he starts to he doesn't really pick up the performance either when he starts doing that, and then he's crossing, doesn't he get into the box? So I can see kind of like when. McMillan's playing like that. I can see McGowan coming in for him. Yeah, I think that's what we'll see there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because um, obviously if McMullen's on the right wing, <clears throat> yeah, I could see McGowan just basically being subbed on for him if, if it isn't working out for McMullen. But I mean, if McMullen kind of the way he was in the championship that other season was, you know, many assists that you get. What was it? Seventeen assists, something yeah. like that. I mean, if he's if. if McMullen's doing that, then is McGowan going McGowan, sorry, gonna get into the team? But then like you says, if you know, he goes through a wee patch and he's not really doing much over a few games, then yeah, who come? Get mm-hmm. get and give him a chance, see what he's like. Um I think he's I, I personally I think he's gonna to be too quick for some of the players in this division because I mean this division's, you know, notorious for hammer throwers. You know what I mean? Like big, you know, older players, which I think he'll skin no problem. But mm-hmm. he's just I, th- I think the jury's still out with, as for my opinion anyway I still think the jury's out with McCowan. Um but I would like to see him do well I'd, mm-hmm. I, I'd, I would like to, I'd like to see any Dundee player do well but with him I'm just a bit I don't know I, I, I think there's a bit of work needed there definitely because he drifted out the, the team last at the end of last season maybe the last half of the season he, he, he drifted out so I, I totally know where you're coming from I totally know where you're coming from I think he's got bags of ability but it's that whole getting pushed off the ball. Yeah. Is he is he going to have to be more uh, streetwise on the pitch? I think so. Why he sees it, he sees a tackle coming. He either lets the boy tackle him, plays for the free kick penalty, whatever, or does he look for a way just to kind of an, an anticipate the tackle and dink the, the ball past him and let the boy kind of if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, kind of go, go past him. Uh, yeah. It's uh, there's always that. Uh, I was uh, speaking about McMillan, actually. Uh, I was listening to the Terps podcast and the, the fruit of a step from last season where McMullen had the most uh, nutmegs in the league. Dundee had, actually, Dundee had the most nutmegs in the league last that. season. Yeah, I should have seen that. And he scored a raker, a head own goal as well against Hibs. <laughs> that must be, there should be a, a stat for that somewhere. It was the, probably the greatest own goal, probably of all time. <laughs> <laughs> 
had no reason to be there. But fair play for him to get back there. But it was a fucking, he didn't have to do it. Didn't have to do it. But I, I think he's going to. I think McMullen will be the danger man this season for us as well. I mean, I know everybody's saying McGinn. Yep, I, I get it. Uh, but I just think McMullen. I think he's just going about his business quietly, and I think we'll, we'll see him proper again this season. Definitely. Definitely, mm-hmm. he's going to be dinking balls into uh, Rudin, you know, and Rudin and Big Laddie. That should be easy pickings. Should be. But we shall see. Should should be. It should be. <laughs> so we signed a new boy, Ben Williamson. The Rangers fans went mental with tweets that I'm pretty sure the DRC spam folder on Twitter picked up on. Uh, they weren't happy that they gave us a player loan. But um what's your are you happy with that sign then? Well, see, like I'm, I'm, I don't think I seen him play at all when he was at Wraith or Arbroath. Like, so I'm not going to comment on that. But from what I've seen, you know, Wraith fans and Arbroath fans, they didn't have a bad word to say about um the time that he was there. Um, yeah, obviously the Rangers fans are moaning about, oh, why are you giving them to the email team? Haha, <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty certain he just signed a, an extension with Rangers before he came on loan to us as well. So I mean, I think they're obviously holding him in high regard. You know, he's. Is he going to come here and be first team player um, again? Another player that I'll have to have to work for a position. But from what I've seen of him, like again, I watched you know I watched the game and he came on about sixty minutes and for Burn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, uh, but again, I'd, I'd, as soon as he came on, he could have scored. He had a shot that went over the bar, and I was kind of like, "Is this guy not a defensive midfielder?" I was kind of I was like, "What's going on?" So again, I watched, carried on watching, and he was box box the box box the box. Um, and he kind of reminded me of like the players that um, you know were watching at the Blackburn game, where it was basically you know ball comes into them, it was control uh, pass and then move, you know pass move pass move, and that's all he did. And he and he looked for a forward pass. So I think in that half hour that I seen him, he I think he looks like a player like. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll see more of him and hopefully in the coming weeks. I mean, will he start against Queens Park? Don't know, but I think he'll get game time definitely. Um, but he he looks like a player that can open up defences for us, and that's what I think Dundee have been craving out for for years, for absolutely years. Um, I think probably the last player that we had that would you know carve open a defence like that was probably Gary Harkins. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, just find a pass out of absolutely nothing. But he he did that a couple of times against uh, Stranraer, um, and yeah, I think I think he could be a player. But again, that's only basing it on half an hour of watching him, you know. Yeah. But to me, he looked good. Cameron assured on the ball, you know, it didn't look phased. Yep. Um, so we'll see, like it says, if he plays against uh, uh, Queen's Park. So we'll see. I remember him from playing at Dens for Abruff and thought he was a player. I, it was, mm-hmm. He was a stand-up for me. And I'm happy enough to get him, I, I think. Like you had your Partick Fizzles, they were after them as well. But so I'm, I'm pleased that we managed to beat them because they've they're I think they're going to be one of the challengers of the season. So it's mm. good to see us kind of pip them to a player like us. Yeah. He I think he got young player of the year for Abruf as well. So he has got a bit behind him. I I don't I don't think he had that much good reviews from when he was at Rafe, if I'm being honest. But for what I've seen of him, yeah, he's he's worth a punt, and if it means, uh, you know, uh, somebody like they say box to box, carving open defences, he's I like the comparison against Gary Hopkins. We had yeah. Jake com- comparing boys last week to Wayne Rooney, and and he asked, yeah. uh, <laughs> Bale, who did he? Who was a Gareth Bale? Uh, no, that was Mulligan. Was it Mulligan? Gareth Mulligan. Bale. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, I'm Simon Ferry has said that, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the transfer front, then, so we've brought on a couple of boys. We're still light, I think, in certain areas. There's still mm-hmm. areas that we can improve on. Who, what area would you like to? see Dundee uh, bring players in and is there anybody at all that you would like to see brought in? Uh, <clears throat> would I like or uh, being realistic? Um, for me, it's, it's a striker. Um, I'm I'm not convinced with, with Jubiak. Um, 
I think he, there looks like there is a player there. Um, but, I mean, he probably could have scored a hat-trick against Ranma. I remember a, a cutback, and it would have been easier to probably fart it in the net. But he slapped <laughs> it. He slapped it wide of the post. I, can't, I can't, still can't believe he never scored that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. Um, with, with Sheridan, I'd, I think the less said, probably the better. Um, don't get me wrong, he was probably a good player, you know, maybe about... What fifteen years ago, probably. <laughs> but um, nah, that's again another injury-prone striker. Um, I mean, it was a shame for him because he looked good in that uh, game against St. Martin last season where he got in. I was like, wait a minute, is this the same player? But then he was out for basically a year. Um, and Rudin, I still think I think this will be the season for him to show exactly what he can do. Um, I think coming up to the prime was maybe a bit too much for him. So I, th- I think it's definitely got to be a striker. Um, but who's it going to be? Your guess is as good as mine. But I'm just I'm glad that you know the players that have been kind of linked with Dundee, you know, recently. It's not been you know like the usual players that have been around you know Scottish football forever. You know, like boys like I don't know who gets linked with teams all the time. Chris Doolan, you know, these kind of players. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Any kind of hanger on kind of guy, uh, kind of players. Um, I think I, I think that comes from again Gary Boyer. I mean, he's more. He's definitely going to have contacts that'll be. I mean, not just you know north of the border, but south of the border as well. Mm-hmm. And the players that he could potentially pluck from sheer obscurity. Um, you know, players that probably nobody's even heard of. You know, that could probably come in and do a job. So, but I mean, that's the hardest. I think that's the hardest position to get. You know, to get the right body in. You know, a striker. Everybody's wanting a goal scorer. Everybody. But then, I mean, like I said, this boy Williamson, he looks like he can play a pass. That could maybe turn Jakubiak into the, the striker we thought we'd maybe always wanted, but we never knew we had. You know what I mean? So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one of these ones that's in the know about who's signing and when they're signing. You know what I mean? But it, it's definitely a striker for me. I think the team's solid enough as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody's kind of crying out for a left back and a right back and all this stuff. But that boy Tyler French, he looks like he could play left back. Um, Mulligan, when he came on against Stranar, he was playing right back. Uh, Cammy went in the centre half, but Mulligan went to right back and he was incredible. So I think I think we're solid enough. I think just think we're light up top. That's it. That yeah, is it. And I think, I think also when McGee comes back. And if well, there's rumours that Motherwell want him, but yes. if he stays at Dundee, then there's another boy that can play right back, right. left back, centre back, defensive midfield. He's a kind of utility man. So yeah. I agree with you there. Uh, I think sometimes you'll look at the defence and, and do a look and think, could, I, could we improve the defence? Mm. But it's getting players in at this point of the season is the hard mm. one. And you've also picked up on it, Paul. So I have voices going a wee bit here. Uh, You've also picked up on it, the <laughs> the striker. I mean, if you're wanting a twenty goal striker a season, he's already picked, been picked up at this point. So it's mm. it's trying to get somebody that you know can score a few and trying to mould them into a boy that's going to score more than a few. I think yeah. Boyer as well. <clears throat> surely he's going to use his contacts down in uh, England. He spent all his career doing there. He's bound to know a player here or there or somebody, uh, even Blackburn. Supposedly, he was speaking to Thompson afterwards, and I mean, you never know. There could be a conversation going. What, what boys have you got hanging about that you're able to get them up here for experience? Well, see if we were mean, like, say if we were going to go for a a, a right back, centre half kind of player. The the boy that played at right back for Blackburn the other night, um, oh, what was his name? It was like. <laughs> Mag Mag Maglor Maglor or something like that, but his, his name is Tyler. It's Tyler, another Tyler, Tyler Maglor, something like that. He was huge. He was a big unit, a laddie, but he was fast as anything. Um, and I'd, as soon as I think it was in like the first five minutes, I was like, to my dad, that boy's absolutely outstanding." And it was the whole game. He was just he was solid as anything. He was a menace when they were putting the ball into the box. He was incredible. But I mean, I don't think there's going to be any chance of us getting him. So that would be my wild card. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he was, he was incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it's definitely it's got to be a striker. Uh, get Eddie Annand or something, see if he can play. That'll do. Ed, Eddie Annand, Willie Faulkner, just get somebody. Just get somebody. Yeah. <laughs> We've missed it on two rumour targets. So oh, today, yeah, 
Yeah, so Hadwell, the Ross County signed the boy, William Akio, yeah. who is now notorious for clearing the ball off his opponent's line. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair to Ross County, I seen their uh, announcement video and it was like, what was it? Um, uh, you were all speaking about this and then they, sh- they actually showed it and I was like, oh, what? But then they showed a couple of goals that he actually scored and he looks all right, but reading up on him, what was it? He only signed his first professional contract last season or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, I think they're taking a chance on him, but I mean, a lot of teams just now are looking at that Canadian league or they're looking at the Australian league and signing players. So there's probably, again, wee hidden gems that are there, you know, finding wee diamonds in the rough like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think like it could be a good signing for them. It's one of those we'll need to wait and see. Again, Malcolm McKay done well last year, getting boys that you never heard of before and bringing them in and they played well. And I mean, look at the way they played against us half of the time. So, yeah, I'm kind of going to look at this boy and think, could this be a missed opportunity if we were ever in for him? Like I say, it was just wild rumours that Jake and Ethan kind of sprung up because there was a light to comment and yeah, stuff. Like comment on YouTube or something, yeah. Yeah, so like, it's probably just a load of shite, to be honest. <laughs> but that's how the rumours start, you know, it's like somebody's followed somebody on Instagram, mm. you know what I mean? It's ridiculous, but it's fine. But I, to be fair, I've not really noticed much of the rumours, um, like I said, this season, because, well, I mean, obviously when, obviously, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Matt McGee was punted eventually. Um, it was the usual hangers-on getting linked with the job, you know, like your Stephen Presley's, Alan Stubbs, you know, these boys. You know, there was even Tab Ramos was in there, believe it or not. <laughs> Good old uh, Tab. Again, we've, you know, there's a whole hoo-ha. We missed out on Ross. We missed out on Maloney. Um, and then we've brought in this guy, Gary Boyer, who I'm, when are you, was announced, I was like, who the hell's that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this guy? Uh, but a lot of people seem to have a wealth of knowledge about him, but just don't believe. But anyway, um, but we've plucked him out of obscurity, so there's got to be, there's got to be, like, you know, players that he can pluck from obscurity. It's got to be. Got to be. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think he was hoping to announce two signings this week. Mm-hmm. So the weeks, this is getting released tomorrow on Monday, so <clears throat> the beat's coming past and he's only managed to get one so I kind of get the feeling the other player that he was hoping to bring in was uh, Tommy Adelo Adelo yeah. so because yeah. he just seemed he was rumoured like heavily mm-hmm. we signed him with us and then yeah. we're signing two boys we're signing Williamson and you think well it must be him and then I think the same day he signs for Swindon and mm-hmm. then we didn't sign anybody yeah. so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that was the second boy that we were wanting so yeah. This is where it kind of brings me to the, has he got, or hopefully, he's got a plan B. Yeah. He's probably got a plan B, C, and D, <clears throat> I would think. You know, if he's, yeah. if he, I mean, he comes across as a very, like, well-prepared manager. So I think he is going to have a backup plan. I mean, I mean, but who's it going to be? We don't know. It might be a guy that you spoke to, you know, John Dal Thompson, maybe, you know, saying, here, fancy sending that boy to us. You, you never know. You never know. There could be this just loan that'll just come out of nowhere or a wee free agent out of nowhere uh, that'll surprise everybody. You know, because I've noticed, I mean, a lot of the journalists, as far as I'm seeing, they're not really reporting on a lot of the rumours. It's just, it, it just happens and then it doesn't happen. You know, mm-hmm. like it says, I think that's to do with the, the type of manager that's came in because I don't think a lot of people know what his contacts are like. But that that's just, that could be just me spitballing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but I, I, I'm hopeful we'll get somebody in. If we don't, then look, we're just going to have to grin and bear it and then just hopefully that uh, Jacoby Ack and Sheridan Rudden either stay fit. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, with the, those three players, yeah, we can still do it, but I still think you know, an out-and-out goal scorer, an out-and-out goal scorer. Yeah. But again, you, they're so difficult to find. But, I mean, I think, it, what was it, the, the article, Alan Petullo and, Scott, and, uh, and the Scotsman, what did he put? Um, like, Gary's old boy is going to be doing some scouting for him. <laughs> I didn't even realise I didn't even realise these old boys won the European Cup to uh, twice for Nottingham Forest. I couldn't believe that. I know, yeah. Absolutely brilliant article, by the way. Superb. Uh, getting a wee you know a background on him. Um and again, I'm I'm very confident in this. Uh very confident in Gary Boyer. Very confident. Yeah, I mean you brought the article by Alan Patillo and <coughs> Alan's articles were done here like fantastic. Like, he, 
he's uh, yeah when even when he meets them and speaks about speaks to them he, he writes what he thinks as well yeah. and i think the, the boyer one it just kind of fills you with hope doesn't yeah. it just yeah. fills you with hope Definitely. even the one where he's like so when was the last time dundee won a a trophy in 1973, so he's wrote that on the board, and then yeah. when he's last in Europe, and it's like 2003, so he's wrote that on the board, and you're, you're hoping he gets a chance to, to rub that out, but I mean, we're only two games in, we'll not get carried away when the championship just now, but it's, it's yeah. something it's something to aim for, it's something that any manager of a Scottish team should be aiming for, is to, to win something. Again, yeah. we are notorious for being absolutely honking in cup games, and oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll never do well. We'll never get the finals. But no. there's always that we hope when a new manager comes in, oh, maybe he can, maybe he can get us there. And my old, boy that, my old boy says that every season, like oh, <laughs> we get a wee cup run, a wee cup run, you know? Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, dad, yeah, no worries, no worries. Fail <laughs> to materialise. <laughs> Mine just went for maybe get to a final. Hopefully, get to a final. To maybe we can get a semi final. At least we get the hand in. Kind of, it's getting lower each each year, oh, each yeah. decade. I'm a Dundee fan. It's getting lower and lower to attack a semi final. <laughs> Anything, God, getting out of the group stage of this cup that'll do just now. You know, what I mean, it's again, it's that old football cliche. You know, like you've got to take each game as it comes. And I think mm-hmm. if Dundee play that way, you know that I think I think we'll be. I, I genuinely think we'll be fine. I genuinely yeah. think we'll be fine. Um, but I think it'll all come down to, you know, maybe like the first ten games of the season. If we're languishing like fourth or fifth, then it'll be Gary Gary Boyer out. <laughs> but then you know, top you know one or two after ten games, then yeah, I think I'll be pretty confident of us, you know, winning the league definitely. Yeah. But the cups, the cups, I'm I'm not really that fussed this year, to be perfectly honest with you. As long as long as we get out of the league, then that's not matters. That that is number one. That is number one. Like you say, any a, a week up runs a bonus, but yeah. there'll be something that I lose sleep over, only because mm-hmm. it's happened so many times. You get you get used to it. It's, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's it's the league. It's the league when you're in this when the championship when you're in this. It's absolutely like shite Bundesliga league. <laughs> You're just wanting out of it no matter what. It doesn't matter what happens in other places. Yeah. Just get out this hellhole of a, <laughs> of a league. But I mean, folk are going, you know, this is the you know, this is the weakest that this division's been. Um but these probably the same folk are saying that last season with the Premier and we got mm-hmm. rallied. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> so, I mean, again, I, I don't think we should be uh, underestimating any team in that division. I think we should just be um, going about our business the way we should and keep things, you know, keep it tight, hit teams on the break, win one nil, that'll do me, and then we'll get promoted, and that'll be it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think there's, any, there's no mugs in this league. There isn't no. any mugs. You know what I mean? There's never any mugs in this league. I mean, look how long it took to get out and get out in the first place. You know, all we're down there for, can't even remember. Oh, it was like, was it two, something like eight years? Eight long years. Absolutely excruciating, going and watching that tripe. It was absolute garbage, you know. But, um, oh, we get to City and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely despised going to watch Dundee at that during that time. Um, but then you keep going back, you keep going back. Yeah, hate the league, but Dundee seem to love going back in it for some reason. No idea why. I've absolutely no idea why. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of unfortunate, but I generally work a Saturday, so I can only get to you know so many games, but I've already earmarked a couple of them for the away days. <clears throat> Hamilton being obviously one of them, I think that's 1st October. Um, and then I think the week after, it's our broth away, so I'm de- I'll definitely be going to them too. One hundred percent. Can't wait. I love a Hamilton away day. Because yeah, you've got Sainsbury's right behind it to get your carry after the match. Oh, I never said anything about that. Your son, <laughs> your son Miguel's stuck up on them. <laughs> Copious amounts. Copious amounts. <laughs> well, we spoke about never getting to Hamden, and after yep. getting drawn against Queen's Park in the League Cup when next opponents on Tuesday will still not get to Hamden because they've left Hamden they've I like, left how, Hamden. You I like it, how you did that there that was pretty yeah, that was a link up yeah. 
What is it? It's an even lesser Hamden. Where is it now? Stenhousemuir. Yeah, we're not even getting to lesser Hamden. We're in Stenhousemuir and Falkirk. So, Ogilvy. So we'll speak about this game. Now, have you told me three, four, five seasons ago we're playing Queen's Park in the League Cup? I would have said to you, easy win. Yeah. No doubt about that. It's going to be an easy win. But things have changed. The Selhampton, they've got millions in the bank. They have done really well uh, to get up to the Championship. Obviously, they've spent a bit of money to do that, as any team would. They will be totally different from at the Queen's Park that we've seen from years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is going to be a really tough test. They've got Simon Murray as well up front, who we know can get goals. This is a potential banana skin. And yep. like you say, it's not often you say that for a match against Queen's Park, but this is a potential banana skin, but also a potential decider who can finish top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're bang on. Bang on with the banana skin. And I think it was that boy, what's his face? The Cranio. What's his name? George. George, George. Cran. He, he, yeah. he basically said that as well. You know, whoever wins this game, you know, wins that group. And mm-hmm. I think that is a fact. And I was having a wee look at um, Queen's Park and like, They've signed a couple of boys where I was like, how the hell did they manage to get him? They've got that Don, Don Thomas from Berlin. And I'm pretty certain he scored against us in the league opener when we were in the championship at East End. I'm sure he did. Anyway, I think so. I think he did. Yeah. Um, it was a roasting sunny day. Mate got sunstroke. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was 15 degrees. But um, they've signed him and he looks a good player. And mm-hmm. then They've got Jason Naismith, and when I seen the name uh, Jason Naismith, I was like, he must be about 40. <laughs> like, he seems like he's been around for years, but he's only 28. I mean, who was he at? Kelly, Kelly St. Mern. He's been at Hibs and County as well. Yeah. So, again, another player with loads of experience. So, and again, like you said, you've got Simon Murray there. <clears throat> They've also got, Cal- what's his name? Ferry, the goalkeeper. Yeah, thanks to D-Boy. Carl Ferry up there. Obviously, you've got there's two XDs that will probably want. They'll have something to prove, you know. They'll have like it says what coil, you know. But we won't get into him. <laughs> but I mean, I think they're. I think they could be dangerous. I think they could be. I think just got. We just got to take it easy with them. Um, <clears throat> I would obviously try and not let them control the game because um, I think they'll come out the trap straight away. But they're they've got the look at a good team. I actually went on their website the other day and actually had a look. At their, you know, team. You know, you look at the manager, and you, you know, you see their photo and that. And they had this boy. Um, I think he's a centre half. Fox, his name is. I, I want to say Charlie Fox, but Charlie Fox. <laughs> Charlie Fox. The boy looks like Sweeney on steroids. He's huge. <laughs> he's absolutely gargantuan. He's massive. Um, and he's he's obviously their centre half. And I, obviously, judging by his photo, you can't see the height of him, but he's probably about well over six foot. How's mm-hmm. you keep going to cope with somebody like that? Honestly, like, I know. I'm worried, like worried. But and the he, boy, he's huge, honestly. And he's got a good background on him as well. Um, yeah. He, I think, he came through the ranks at QPR, yeah. and I think he he got loaned out to a few teams and like your know, Wickham Wanderers and whatnot. Yeah. So he's he's played at a no bad level, really. Yeah. And like you say, the size of him. He's yeah. He's going to bully boys. He's going to bully boys this season. Like, like, he's only what twenty two, twenty three or something. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. a young man, but he's massive. And but actually, what bigger the hard, harder the fall. You know the drill. You know what I mean. But, just stick um, it through the legs. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Maybe that's that height, so he probably could get through his legs. You never know. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I didn't know really much about this boy. Um, but I had to look at his stats, he looked all right. This Grant, is it Grant Savory? Savory? Something like that? I think but it's Savory. Peter Head last season, um, I think it was like six goals and three assists in like 20-odd games. So he's averaging, you know, a, a goal or an assist every second game. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. So there's another wee guy, he's 22 as well. So they've got a decent mix, of, again, kind of like Dundee where it's a decent mix of, you know, youth and experience. They've got that as well, so I don't want to be too worried about it or come across, oh my god, oh, oh no, what we're going to do. Um, I just, I think there are people to watch out, and I think you're absolutely correct with the banana skin, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they are. They, they look like a, a fairly solid unit, and mm. we are going to have to watch it. We didn't get caught on like counter attacks and and just like you like say, keep Simon Murray quiet as well. I think you keep him quiet. And yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's harder said than done because we know Simon Murray's he's a wee nippy player, isn't he? So yeah. he's <clears throat> certainly somebody that can. Uh, then and Dundee. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what was I, the, what are their first two games? The first two games, what who did they have? Was it Stranar and Forfart? Yeah, yeah. So who did they beat somebody five two? Is that Stranar? I, I think it was Forfart. I'll just double check. Um, four four one against Forfart and five two against Stranar. Now. Obviously, we've just we've placed Stranraer, and they were absolutely garbage, and only mustered one shot on goal, and it was in the ninetieth minute. So, if that team can score two against this Queens Park, then we'll see what like. You know what I mean? I heard that's that Charlie Fox that can that cost both of the goals. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's um, it's weird saying that, it, but it's a must win against Queens Park. Oh, I mean, I'm considering going, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, like he says, it would have been a nice wee trip to Hamden, but obviously they're not at Hamden anymore. So <laughs> I really don't want to be going to Sten and Smear. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> no offense to Sten and Smear fans if you're listening. <laughs> but traveling to Oakleview is the no, most appealing venues on a Tuesday night. It doesn't sound it. It doesn't sound it. Get off and. Stirling, then a train to Larbert, and then it'll be about a 15 minute walk through there. I don't even know where Larbert is. Never even heard that in my life. <laughs> See, you've put walking in, and that's put me out already. Exactly. Yep. Me as well. <laughs> so, we're going to think what is your prediction for Tuesday then? Uh, oh, I hate making predictions. Because um... it'll always come back to bite your nerves, and somebody oh. might sound bite it and put it on the net. Yeah, probably. I'd, you know what? I think, <laughs> I think I'd go 2 1 Dundee. Um, I think they'll score first. And I, mean, I, th- I think it'll be 1 0 them uh, going into the second half. But a boyer will go through the team, make a change, and then I think we'll come out and it'll be 2 1. That's, pre- that's a very precise prediction, actually. <laughs> you got money on this? I'll, I'll go 2 I'll 1 go Dundee. Yeah, I'll go with that. Obviously. But <laughs> ask McBookie what what odds you're getting for this in. Probably evens. <laughs> I think. What were the odds for Tab Ramos again? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> they would tell people or they would leave that. Nah, that was a excellent link. You know, whoever came up with that's an absolute genius. I know whoever put Tab Ramos I twice. Did. <laughs> twice he made it to the manager's list on websites, betting websites. And twice he was nowhere near being a Dundee manager. But uh, guy. <laughs> I doff my cat to the person who started that one. I'll go for I'll go for three one Dundee. I think they'll be good for a goal. Mm-hmm. I think they will be. But I think that we've maybe got too much going forward. I know we're kind of missing that kind of striker, unless Rodan is going to be back from his illness. Mm. Uh, so there's nothing, uh, well, see, there's nothing being said. I've not heard anything yet. So yeah. I'm going to go for 3-1. But I'd like to see him back because I think he'd get goals. Like you said earlier, you know, we would take a scrape. I would I would definitely take a, a scrappy 1-0 win. I'd, I'd, like I said, I couldn't care less um, who gets it, when it's scored. Somebody on the back foot the entirety of the game, but still win the game 1-0. That'll do me. That'll do me. That's it. I'd like to apologise though. My voice has went on this podcast. I feel no, like I'm speaking fairly low here. And um <laughs> I feel like, Yeah. I feel like I've got a kind of doer, no personality voice coming across here. But it totally went. State I thought you'd get the stage right to be honest, the way you've been kind of back and forward this week. <laughs> Because I've had a beer. Because you've had a beer, right? You've had a bit of the Dutch courage, didn't you? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of think, I didn't think there's anything else really that's happened at Dens this week. I think we've covered 
all the aspects, Paul. Um, yep. Yeah, there's not often you get this. Not often you've not got any scandal or something coming from Dens. No, it's actually been quite hush hush, but it's Dundee FC. They'll be one round the corner. <laughs> They'll be one round the corner. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll hope no. Well, fingers crossed that nothing will happen. We'll get a win against Queen's Park. And we'll then. Signing that Anthony Stokes or something. That'll be the. That'll be the. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> something uh, ridiculous like that. <laughs> I know. Oof, the less said about him, the better. Eh? Yeah, um, okay. Actually, you know what? We're not even going to be back till next Monday. So, have, have we got a game in? We've got a game in between. Forfair. I've forgot about that. We're yeah. fourth next Saturday, so we may as well speak about that. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I was actually speaking to my old by uh, old man about this. We should we should definitely win that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're getting, I think they're getting they're, I think they're getting beast from basically everybody. They're getting probably everybody. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, but then again, if we beat if we beat Queens Park, it could be an opportunity to you know get maybe Lyle Cameron starting. You know. Mm-hmm. Get them on for the start. See what they can do. Um, again, I would I'd start Finn Robertson, you know, and this boy Williamson. See what they're like as a pairing. Because I mean, I, I think there's, I, I still think there's a couple of players that are sitting on the sidelines that are either going to get loaned out and it'll be a last minute loan, or they're actually going to be in the squad. And I think mm-hmm. Finn might be that, you know, one of those players. The same, same with Cameron. But I mean, I liked what I've seen of Cameron so far. I've only seen him a couple of times. It, and I think he looks a hell of a lot better than what he did the the last game he played in. I think it was the Dunfermline or something. Dunfermline, and yeah. he got played out of position, and yeah. kind of felt like he it wasn't his fault. No, it felt like he was just kind of flung under a bus. That's maybe the wrong terminology for it, but no, it just no, no, seemed no, no. like you're, you're right. It, it was like it's like he wasn't given any guidance or anything mm. like that. It was just like, right, on you go. And he was just running about like a wee boy. Um, and I felt really bad for him. But then he mm. ended up on the target because he was absolutely shite. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like you said, it wasn't his fault. But again, from what I've seen, he's, he looks no bad. He took his goal well against uh, Hamilton. So, mm-hmm. and, and against Blackburn, well, there's a, he nutmegged the boy. So I don't know if you can add that to the stats. You know what I mean? <laughs> But you know, the, the left back for Blackburn, the boy wasn't happy. Like the boy was not happy, but he absolutely skinned him. Um, so I think he he could be one of these players that will start against Forfar, um, to give them game time, see what yeah. they're like. See if they're going to be right, this is your last chance for if you're going to be first team or not. I'd like to see Lyle Cameron stay instead of going out on loan. I think the boy's got potential, and I think if he's given a good shot of the Dundee team, you'll show it. Yeah, he. Looks like he has bags of ability, and mm. like you say, he he looks like he can uh, he can take on a man. Not makes a, a boy get past him. Yep. I think he's got that wee nippy winger yep. look about him, and I love I, I love that type of winger. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. love it. Because when like, he when he came on against Blackburn, um, I think he had him playing as like a like a wing wing back, like mm-hmm. a right wing back, and. He was, I, I was, I couldn't believe it. Like I was thinking, right, yeah, we'll see what he's like. You know, might be crap, uh, but he came on and absolutely tore everybody up. Like I thought he was excellent, really did. And like he says, mm-hmm. with that nutmeg, the the boy was just the boy was raging, and he was hell bent on just putting him in the air. Eh? It was brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, mean, I would, yeah, I would like to see him. But again, is he going to be? Is he going to be one of these boys that will be sat on the bench? He'll maybe get on, he'll may not be get on, and let or will he, could he go out on loan and get games every single week? Mm-hmm. Or maybe put him on a six month loan or something? I don't know. But, but... One of the things we Alan's actually kind of touched on boy of playing youth, I mean, Jake spoke about it last week. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll see a lot more players like Cameron if he doesn't get put on loan. I think you'll see a lot of boys his age from the academy getting game time. Yeah, that's the thing. If they're good enough, then play them. That's, yeah. that's good enough, then play them. Yeah, 100%. We'll see. We'll see. But the fourth game, that should be easy. Well, I don't like saying that should be easy. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no game's easy. Um, we've just got to go there and win. That's it. That's all we've got to do. Mm-hmm. Make it sound so simple. That's it. It's at Dens as well, I think. So it's home game. Yeah, so at home. So it should be a win. 
it's, again, like I said, I know I don't like being disrespectful to teams, but when you're looking at this game, you and I feel bad because Gary Irvin, Gary Harkins, and I'm pretty sure there's another ex Dundee player kicking oh, my fourth. Uh, I kind of think, I kind of think, yeah. you want them to do well, but no, it's, no hap- it's no starting next week. No, nah. <laughs> it's not. Did they, they not lose a lot of players and then they're trying to get like, like players in? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a kind of common occurrence. Yeah. Yeah, it's a common occurrence we we forfeit, I think. Uh there's teams teams at that kind of level uh in the division they're in. I think it's a big big turnover of players every yeah. season for them. It's I, I want them to do well just because of the pure Dundee connection of and Hafkins. Yeah, and it'll be good to see them. But at the end of the game, it'll be a Dundee win. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. hopefully it's totaling 12 points after I went on Tuesday. Or at, yeah, or even at the, I was supposed to say, even at the, I think, a draw, but I think we'll have to, I think my goal difference is a little bit worse than Queen's Park, so I think we'll have to get a win against oh, just them. Now. Just now. We'll see what yeah. happens on Tuesday, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll no um, jump ahead of ourselves, eh? So, yeah. Yeah, so we've got two big games coming up, and hopefully it means we've got a passage into the, the knockout stages of the League Cup. Yeah. That's all we can ask for. And if we did, it would be a fantastic start to the season. Uh, a lot of people treat League Cups as pre-season, but we haven't. We've used it as blending a lot of young players into the team. Yeah, definitely. Like and giving that's... them actual competitive, you know, game time. You yeah. know what I mean? Pre-seasons, you know, like, your, like you said, your Montrose game and your obviously your Blackburn game, but then... You kind of think that Dundee would just go out and just be right first team on you go, but mm-hmm. like you said, all these young players coming on and and coming on and doing well, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the last time. I, I don't know if you or Jake mentioned it the last time, but the, like on the the last one. But I was speaking to my old boy about it, and the last time I felt like we had a good crop of players coming through was when it was basically what was it? It was Forsyth. Robertson and McDonald, you know, like when they boys were talking about, I was like, what the heck, these guys are incredible, you know, the youth boys in the team, and obviously, you know, left and sold on and whatever, but I don't think there's been much in between that, personally, um, but obviously all this stuff with the youth in that setup and what Strachan's been involved, it's it's taken time, but I think it's starting to, starting to pay off a wee bit. Yeah, but again, it's, it is going to take time. It's definitely going to take time. But the boys that are in there are and kicking about the first team. They look like players, look like really good players. Yeah, and they've uh, bided their time, done their kind of loans <laughs> to Peterhead and, and whatnot, and then they've came back to Dundee, and yeah. now is their time to grab a spot. I've, I've said it again last week. I'm just rehashing what I said in last week's oh, point, but yeah. this, is, this is their time, really. The, the, they'll never find a better opportunity to break into this team. Yep. Unlike but it's now. the thing, you know, like Mulligan needs signed on another contract, like yeah. now, like now, definitely. Oh, yeah. 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 If there's one boy you're wanting signed out of the whole team, it's Mulligan. You, know, you don't want to put too much pressure on him. He's still young laddie and that. And that that kind of annoys me when, you know, folk, you know, they big them up too much. You know, yeah. oh, he's going to be the next whatever. But he, he is an incredible talent. And they just need to get him because no one Dundee will end up leaving for nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that'll just be typical Dundee. Yeah. Um, but I think if, you know, if he's, you know, if he's going to be getting games, you know, week in, week out, I mean, I don't know, obviously I can't speak for him, but for his development, then surely you would want to stay. Mm-hmm. I'd to believe he's a Dundee fan anyway, so you would think that it would be top of his list to be one <laughs> to stay. I, I didn't buy any of that, if they're a Dundee fan or not. Like, like you know what, see... <laughs> see, you know <laughs> nah, see when, when you've, you've been a professional, probably playing for a few years, what team you supported when you were a young laddie doesn't mean nothing, I guess. It, mean, it probably meant something to Charlie Adam because he's oh, going yeah. to twilight his career and it was something for his mum and dad. But I think when people have been professional footballers for years, loyalty to a team when you were younger is flung out the windy, I guess. You're, I mean, you're, you're not going to see Mulligan 
like going and turning down Barcelona or something like that because he's a Dundee man. Tapping on his leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not going to see that, eh? So I, I want to believe it would help him at this mm-hmm. early age because he's just kind of broke into the team. <clears throat> but like you say, but, all, a lot of them didn't invent that. I mean, when whenever I've seen him, he's always looked he's always looked solid. But to me, I, I still don't know. Like, what's his position? Mm-hmm. Like, where is his natural position? Um, you know, like it says, he played right back there against Stranraer, and he was, like it says, he was excellent. Um, I've seen him play, obviously, centre mid for Dundee and, and the Scotland under-21s, and he was playing, I think he was on right mid for Scotland mm-hmm. 21s but he's still coming into the middle. So, I mean, what's his position? I know. He's a utility player or a guy that can play in a, you know, a number of positions, which is great to have for cover, but I think for him, we need to figure out What's, what's your position, mate? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you can see him in an attacking midfield. Mm-hmm. I think that would be it. Like you say, Peter Head had him playing right back. And when he got brought back, you'd think he's going to be challenged Cammy Kerr in that yeah. position. And then next uh-huh. again, he's getting played centre midfield. And, you saw him. Yeah, you're like, what's happening here? And then he's playing good. Yeah. It's like, well, we've kind of got a boy who jack all trades. Yeah. That's what we need. And, and like you were saying about McGee, you know, McGee can play here, there and basically everywhere, but is he still going to be here? Mm-hmm. That remains to be seen, but if he's to go, right, good luck to him, but then we've got that mulligan, but I think that would just fit into that, that space. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah, totally agree with you there, mate. Totally agree with you there. Okay. But I think that's how we've got left to say. So, Paul, I'd like to thank you for coming on and carrying this pod, by the way, because, like you said, my voice is absolutely killing me now. So, um... I've actually just remembered another manager in that league, Jim McIntyre. Oh, man. There you are. Still gets my blood boiling. Yep. So, there, that's it. That's, uh, this is going to be a fun league. I mean,. I'd hate him more than Mark McGee. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably agree with you on that. Definitely. <laughs> Jim fucking McIntyre. I forgot he was Cove manager. There you are. So, so, so then, yeah, right, we'll, we'll carry on this conversation up at Cove. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a who's who of bastards yeah, managers in this league, isn't there? It's just like exactly. every other manager in this league hate us. Well... I wasn't trying to say anything, but I think it's obviously plainly obvious that that's exactly what I was getting at. But uh, <laughs> like it says, we'll see what happens come the end of the season. <laughs> he who laughs, la- no, I'm not even going back to Nardo <laughs> again. No, no, I'll leave that to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, thank you very much for coming on. We'll yeah, see. We'll wait you back on again. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how the views do, how the ratings do, and then we'll judge it by that. <laughs> No, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're fantastic, mate. We'll get you back on again. I speak yeah. about everything Dundee. I'll give you plenty of notice so you can go and prep and look at stats, yeah, profiles. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, mate, let's hope that we can go and get a win away to Queen's Park and then a win against Forfar, and that would be us in the next stage of the League Cup. So yeah, thank man. you very much for listening. I've been Danny Smith with no voice at all. So... I don't know if you might need to turn up your volume for this, or maybe you want to turn it down because we're just spoke shit anyway. So, That's it. We'll see, That's it. and we'll see you again next week. Cheers again. Mm-hmm.